Hello and welcome to Planet Homemaking Podcast. I'm your host Epifanio and this is episode 435. And today we're going to be looking at the city of Jinki number 7, which is keynoted virtue. This is the divine gift of Jinki number 7, the seventh uh, building archetype of this reality. This um, cities, these divine gifts, this is the flowering, the consequence of all the work that takes to transform the base matter of the shadow into the gift, the fulfillment of life, and then taking it all the way out of this world. It's not necessarily out of this world, it's more like you you surrender to the idea that this world is not made out of parts. But uh, your whole perception of reality, it goes beyond service. Like we were talking about uh, all the gift is about service. All of the transformation of the shadow is about um, giving, right? The city is even beyond that. It's not, it's not even about service because service implies that there's another, there is no another on on the divine gift. The the the, the city is the absolute realization that we are one organism, one universe, one humanity, one. We are one, and not just this universe, but every single universe. There is there is one thing happening here, and it's so advanced and so vast that it is exp- expressing apparently uh, separate. In, in infinite ways, but it's so advanced that it can do that simultaneously. And, and it's the same thing. Like when you look at your body, we have all of these organs and all of these processes, but they're all working for one thing, the body. And so the microcosm is the same as the macrocosm. If you were to look at dendrites on your brain and compare them to um, clusters of galaxies, you will see they look the same at the very, very last picture of the telescope. You will see it looks exactly the same. We, every one of us, even even beyond that, I, I would I would say that every planet is like a like a cell of God. Every solar system is like a molecule. And we we are like subatomic particles or something. Right. And 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 but it, but but here's the beauty of this is like the only time that you find stress when contemplating these concepts is when you're trying to put them under a roof, under a inside of a box, when you're trying to uh, to uh, figure this thing out. If if you surrender that need to control all of the information and and dissolve the one that you think you are into the whole, then now we're talking about the city. And like I say, all of these words start sounding really fluffy and really wordy, and it doesn't really mean anything. It's philosophically, philosophically. <laughs> That's a great word to describe this this process of talking about this stuff that you can't talk about, right? Philosophy, Lily, <laughs> right? But uh, but the contemplation is there, and and when we when we give ourselves time 
to observe this dissolution of the personality, this um, this surrender that goes beyond the world, beyond humanity, beyond service, beyond giving. All of these concepts imply that there is another, right? Giving, service, you know, all of this stuff. It's love, love, even love. Actually, love is probably the only one that really contains the whole. Because it's, it's not, it doesn't necessarily, yes, it implies that there's another. But love itself, love is, it does define the city. Because the city is love, right? This is the, the expression of, even beyond that, it's, love has the power to go beyond the other, the, par, the polarity. It is. It is the. It literally is the dissolution of the polarity. So there are. There are no longer. When love is manifested, there is no longer polarity. It's one whole. So yeah, the city is love, but it's a whole other understanding that's beyond whatever we think love is. Right. So. Um, so we're gonna be looking into this seventh city of virtue and 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 talking about. Um, a new civilization that's going to be built out of people that no longer have within themselves the need to control life and control others. And where the, the spirit of God, the Holy Spirit of virtue, it's embodied. And, and it, at that point, it starts being genetically imprinted through the future generations. So this city is going to be in the DNA of our future children. And it's going to change the entire of, of our civilization in the next 50 to 200 years. We're going to become a, a completely different civilization uh, because we had that whole cycle of abuse and, 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 and um, demagoguery and... and, and, and a dictatorship and and repressing the power that we were given and and fear and we heal that and transform that into guidance right we became our own guides and then that eventually unfold will unfold into this if you're new to the podcast you want to go to jorn.tv that's j o u r n.tv that's the homepage of the podcast and we have all of the episodes there, the 435 episodes there. At the very bottom, there's a bunch of, there's uh, five links. And uh, one of them says Jinkies. Click on that one if you don't know what the Jinkies are or what we're doing here. And listen to episode 256. That'll take tell you an idea of what we're doing here. On that page, there's also a bunch of links so that you can go to the Jinkies website, get your hologenetic profile. This is the map we're using to heal ourselves. And there's also an explanation on how to read this map. This isn't something you're going to get in 20 minutes. At least it's going to take you a day or a weekend to go through this thing. And it's amazing because it's going to give you a whole different perspective of how to look at yourself and how to navigate through your reality and particularly through these times we're going through. If you want to learn more about Planet Homemaking, click on the About link next to it and uh, listen to Episode 1. And I'll take you and give you an idea of what we're doing here. We have a new tab too. We're posting all the stuff that's currently being censored on the mainstream media. We're living currently in two parallel realities. 
the mainstream media is uh, broadcasting a, a, a straight out agenda of lies and uh, and they are completely um but they are actually falling apart right now and it's beautiful to actually see it and uh and we are posting the stuff that's really going on in the world you um never believe us never believe anyone wait against your heart see the truth why do we still have poverty why do we have all these conflicts and problems and wars in the world right and uh, can you even tell me what vietnam was about you know i mean What, what, why exactly the United States were there? Why did the United States was in the Gulf War for like, I don't know, 30 years? All of this stuff start making sense when you understand the deeper uh, repercussions of all of these archetypes of human experience. The 64 gene keys, right? Manifested at the macro level. Because we're looking here at the micro and the internal level, how we heal ourselves. But we need to understand how all of this eventually manifests in the world. And it creates everything that's going on out there. And when we understand how to do that, we can change it. And this is the whole purpose of this podcast. We're, gonna, we're laying out the blueprint of the future of the human civilization. And it starts with healing ourselves. When we heal ourselves, every single person that does this, and I'm not saying this is the only way, this is just a tool here we're using. Everything you're, you, you're doing to heal yourself in any way, in any religion, in any spiritual tradition, anything, it's helping. And as we transform ourselves, we awaken our genius, our gifts, and then we step up into the world and provide that unique piece of the puzzle that, uh, that every one of us has to contribute, right? So on the news tab, uh, there's a link to our Telegram, to our Telegram chat, to our Truth Social uh, account, and we're supposed we're posting all of the stuff there that they don't want you to see. And but we need to be able to see all of the shadows, our shadows, the stuff we don't want to see about ourselves, and the shadows of the world. Because when we know what's really going on in the world, then we can change it. You can't change something you can't see. And this is the main problem in this reality right now. The mainstream media is telling you a complete lie. It's like the facade of like, this isn't happening. We're not, there was no election stolen in 2020. You know, uh, the, you know the, there was all Russian collusion. There's like the Ukrainian, the Ukrainian government is not money laundering the money of the, you know, criminals of the world. This isn't happening. There's no, uh, uh, you know, opium being, And, and, and heroin being manufactured in Afghanistan, that's how all of this stuff is, you know, um, financed. There's no organ trafficking going in China or your the batteries for your phone don't come from child slavery in, what is it, um, Indonesia? I'm not sure exactly where, somewhere in the that area of... It's, it's, it's horrifying what's really going on. There's no, all of these immigrants coming into the United States from Latin America and Mexico, there's no child traffic, child sex trafficking, and there are no uh, trees with underwear, with blood on the, on the lines of the, of the traffickers to, to, to signify that this is where the rape happened. This isn't happening. Right? All of this stuff, this, we need to know, we need to see this stuff, we need to stop being afraid of looking into the dark. Because this is where we reclaim our power. When the outrage of people happens, and it's about to take off any moment now, because we're already starting to see in CNN and MSNBC, 
that the um, that Hillary Clinton actually paid for the disinformation that they knew it was disinformation for the Russian thing in 2016. It's actually being all of this stuff they've been saying it was a lie. Now it's a fact because the evidence was produced in court. And the FBI people involved in all of this accepted this. This was true. They just threw Hillary Clinton under the bus. And she's just a, you know, a minor part on this whole picture, right? But we need to expose the truth. All of the stuff that has been going on. Because people, when people realize, my God, I've been living in the matrix. Everything I think I know, it's a lie. And, and this is coming. It's coming. This is how we awake to a completely new civilization. We need to look at the lies. So all of the stuff is there on the news tab. And let's, let's dive into the seventh gift of guidance. You know, like I said, I'm sorry, the seventh city of virtue. <laughs> it's a keynote at repairing the world. This is a whole other level of reality. Like I said, when we get to the city, it's not even physical anymore. It's, um, it is physical, but it isn't. Like, like it's not, it's not about the journey of your personal fulfillment anymore it's your you, all that you've become uh it becomes a, a, an asset to god at that point you 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 all that you've lived all that you've experienced all that you've um all of all of your life becomes you dissolve back into god it's like you you surrender to the infinite and 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 that's what happens ultimately at, at after because kind of what I'm seeing lately I've been kind of contemplating this and it seems like the way that I'm seeing it is it's it's like it's like we have the 64 doors that lead to the same room these are the cities the cities are the doors but once you're inside it's it's a completely different reality, and Richard Wright's not talking about it because you really can't talk about that, and and that's the one we're not going to talk about because that would be we won't say, but it's like sacrilegious, you know? It's like that 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 we would would be we would be just pewing gibberish, you know? Talking about it is it would be stupidity, so we're not even going to talk about that. But basically, what uh, uh, Richard Wright's saying is that. Just by being at the door, just by becoming the door, the city, there are saints out there and sages that live in that journey. They're not necessarily inside the room where the door leads because the 64 leads to the same room. The 64 doors, the 64 divine gifts, the 64 cities lead to the same door. I'm, I'm sorry, to the same room. But just by being the door or being becoming the city... They, they, they embody that in this reality. And we're talking of, you know, San Teresa of Avila, San Francis of Assisi. We're talking about Lao Tzu. We're talking about not necessarily Buddha or Jesus because they did went, they did go inside the door, the, the room. Buddha and Jesus and Krishna and, you know, Apollonius of Tiana, all of these masters and, and you know, they did go inside the, the room. So that's a whole other level. But we're talking about Becoming this uh, um, um, ability, you're not necessarily all of the 64 cities. You're just that one, right? But at the point you're a sage, right? You are. You have dissolved back to a place of of um, of nothingness. You you have become nothing, 
and in that nothingness you can you have become this awareness of the entire uh, I, i'm not sure exactly what it is because i've had you know glimpses of this stuff but ultimately you know you will see it in your map where are your cities and where do you get to those so despite the many interpretations of the word virtue virtue has nothing to do with our concepts of morals or behavior anyone can behave in a pseudo virtuous fashion and yet have none of the power of this divine gift the seventh gift is deeply connected to leadership that's guidance right but the city right in, in in the city is a completely different thing in every pack of animals there is an alpha one animal that uh, the others automatically follow among humans humans this is also um, the case right leadership is determined by genetics we have grown through our lifetimes to a point where you're like okay you're ready now to you know this is your next step in evolution because you, you were the follower. And I'm not talking about everything. I mean, because at some points you're following. You, we need coaches. And we need you know people to help us move through different aspects of this reality. But in the, in the general, now you're at that level of, of leadership. It's not teacher. Because the teacher is the next level, right? It's, it's leader, leader, a leadership, right? Leadership, uh, it's just a frequency that you have in your genetics, right? But, the, but the, the quality of this leadership is determined by the frequency passing through those genetics. So you could be, you could have the frequency of the shadow. And what are you going to do? You're going to become a dictator. Because you have it on the genes. But you don't have love. You don't have respect for life. So what are you going to come? You're going to become a dictator. We talked about that in the last three episodes, right? And then we talked about... The last f uh, four episodes, and the, yesterday we talked about the, about the, the gift, right? Because now the frequency has entered into respect for life and love. And now you become a, a guide, right? That's, that's the next step. You're not telling people what to do. You're not stealing people the ability to make their own decisions. You're at a whole other level. But in the city, now here we're, we're dissolving even that, right? In the city... We will find these visionary leaders, these virtuous leaders, because true leadership is analog with uh, virtue, right? And this is what uh, what I'm I'm seeing that um, Richard Rod is talking about, because um, it seems like even before we go into the, the last room, there's going to be an, a, a a phase of our evolution. I don't know; it could be a thousand years or something, where we stand at the door of the of the city. And this is, we become people like Lao Tzu, right? So in the Tao Te Ching, Lao Tzu speaks of uh, about true, true virtue. That the secret of virtue lies in complete surrender to nature. The word Te, T-E, in the title of Tao Te Ching is a word generally translated as virtue. And virtue is its own reward. Virtue lies, exists, Beyond the need for recognition and beyond the need to be of service. Virtue is simply the unimpeded expression of nature through men and women living at their zenith. And this is what we're talking about, this door, this city, right? Getting to the point where you're not even connected to the needs of humanity, 
Like whatever they want or they need is it's 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 whatever in their head trip they're going through the revolution. It's not important. You are nature, and and so if at, at some point it's like it's important for a volcano to explode, you are that. If at, if at some point it's important to just like maintain an, a, a, a a you know a temperature that it becomes a womb for humanity. And I'm, I'm talking about metaphors here. Then that's what you become. You are no longer at the <clears throat> taking orders from humanity, if you will. Right? You are. You become nature. So the seventh city contains the seed of the future man and woman, an archetype of behavior that pe- that people can live up to. The the confusion comes about because people at the levels of the shadow try to emulate the behavior of those in the sitting state of flowering, right? The flowering of the sitting state. And this is when you go see the, 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 the people going to see, you know, Baba G and, and, you know, Ama and all these sages, right? That they have touched the city, right? And now you have people from the shadow, or, or, you know, religion, you know, the Mormons or the fucking, you know, Jehovah's Witness, all of these people, right? Every, even Christians, everybody, you're looking at Jesus, you know, and now they're telling other people, you're supposed to be this. And they're creating orders and they're creating things. And now if you're not this and you're not that, then you're not this and you're not that. You're fucking trying to fix God, fit God in a box. You're looking at, at this Cidics, you know, masters, right? And you, it, 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 the, the, the entrainment reaches you. So you're feeling the peace. You're feeling the virtue in this case. Whatever other city they are manif- manifesting, right? Because each one of them manifests each, each, a very different city. Once you're inside the, the room, you're manifesting the 64. So Jesus and Buddha, they were the complete manifestation of, of, of the... The, the presence of God, right? But on the outside, where you're becoming the door, the city, uh, you're manifesting one of these emanations of God, right? These cities, these divine gifts. And so uh, as a follower, you got all this following. This is why we need to end this. Because this is a misunderstanding of reality. All of these followings of the guru, right? And, and, and... They're just there. I mean, it's okay to go there and get the vibe, you know, experience it. Learn what you need to learn and get, get then get the fuck out of there. Because otherwise you just become this, you know, this thing that can't be there and you're longing. And next thing you know, you're just going back into your shadow nature. Now you're swapping other people with it. And next thing, now you're becoming, uh, you know, now you're writing books and stuff that, you know, this is where all religions came from. The origin, the core was beautiful from the teaching of the master, the, 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 you know, the divine, the sage. And then all the humans start putting all the limitations into it. You got to do this. You got to do that. That's why I keep always telling you with this jinkies that it isn't any, that it's nothing. This is philosophy. It's just fucking words. Doesn't mean shit. Okay. The reason why we're doing is we're tricking the unconscious to release that which or all of these leaks of energy so we can become aware of it. But the truth of this is this is Dumbo's feather. The entire of the jinkies. You know, 
You, you are the magic. You are the power. You are the connection. When you truly believe in yourself, then all of this dissolves. In the meantime, we're doing the work, right? But we don't give the power away to the sacred book or the sacred whatever. Because that's what takes the power away from the people. And this is, this is what we were talking about in the, in the shadow of, of division. It goes deep into religion too. And it comes now becomes a nasty thing, right? So this is what happens. So let me say it again. This creates uh, the confusion is that people at the, at the shadow level try to emulate the behavior of the flowering of the city-state. They're emulating it. This creates a deep tension because virtue is a final flowering rather than a path in itself. So the virtue is the manifestation and they're trying to become by, by doing and doing things and trying things and meditating and all this shit. And it doesn't work like that, right? So, um, so the city of virtue is a, it's a guiding purity that pulls humanity into the future. This is the reason we talk about these cities. Because we're putting our attention in a timeline. And we're pulling ourselves into the future through this consciousness. We're aligning ourselves. This is how you know how to navigate through whatever the fuck's going on in the world. You put your attention on the timeline in the future. And I'm sorry, you put the attention of the, of the, in the point in the future where we, we manifest this. And then the timeline gets created. So now you have a line to the future. And then it doesn't matter what the world goes, it goes to shit. You are online, you're connected. Nothing's going to happen to you because you are connected to the future. So, so every truly virtuous deed, deed done by human beings represents an upsurge in the consciousness of the totality. This makes me think of uh, that scene on, of um, in The Lord of the Rings, right? The movie when... When Frodo is telling Gandalf in the cave, right, that, uh, um, you know, that that uh, Gollum is there, right, somewhere around there. Why don't we kill him? And then he says, uh, we don't do that. We don't know what what part he plays. He has to play in, in the, the entire saga we're, we're, we're in it, right? You don't don't be so so quick to 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 judge death on others, right? And then he goes on to say that it's it's not the greater things that we do in life, but the little things that we do, the the little kindness that we do every day, that is what keeps evil at bay, right? So this is the same thing that he's talking about here. Um, every truly virtuous deed done by human beings represents an upsurge in the consciousness of, of the totality. This city is our insurance policy that we will never destroy ourselves. Everywhere, every day, people commit small and often unseen acts of virtue. And this is what offsets the power of chaos. It's love. The love that we have every day, that decision that we make to be, to have integrity, even though no one's looking, 
it's affecting the field because the field it's it's a consequence of our actions our experiences our choices every moment just like they say god sees everything god is the field right so in the jewish book of the zohar uh, there's a concept known as tikkun olam which means repairing the world and this is kind of like a metaphor that the jewish people have when the creator made the world, he created a series of vessels to hold the divine light. But as the light flowed down into these vessels, they shattered and fell towards the realm of matter. Thus, the world in which we live is made up of countless shards of the original vessels in which the divine light is, uh, uh, is contained, right? So... He goes on to say that every virtuous act committed by a human being helps to repair one of these broken shards. And this is what I keep telling about. This is we are the, the beams of the light of, of God, right? In this case would be the vessels, right? Everybody has a different, slightly different explanation for the same thing. And as we come here, we fractured. When we have this experience and we can't process life, then these fractures become our shadows, and then, and then these shadows goes into the world we all have. We live in a world of shadows. And every time, in this case, it's virtue, right? But it, like I said, every one of these 64 cities, they're all the same, right? Different ways of looking at the same room. God, looking at God, right? So um, in this case, it's virtue, right? Every time that a human being commits a virtue act, an act of virtue, which is love, which is respect, which is kindness, which is bravery, which is standing up, which is our God nature, then you are reclaiming that shadow. And as a community, as a whole, as a humanity, the shadow is being collected back. And, and that sh that, uh, the shard uh, that's broken, it's, it's being um, unified. So all of this, what we're talking about, this we're, we're, we have a, a splintered self. It's not just ourselves; it's humanity as a whole that is splintered, and so we are re reunifying that light, and that's what's coming together. So these are all the different um, kind of like analogies, but it's all the same thing, right? So the seventh shadow of division represents the force that shatters the vessels and pulls the world apart. The gift of guidance begins the process of uniting the shards. And the final result is reassembling all the shards. Of reassembling of all of the shards is represented by the seventh city of virtue. When you see the completed picture... This is what happens when you see the completed picture deep within your being. So this is our future. This is where we're going. And I'm talking about when you see your map, every one of these jinkies is going towards that, right? And uh, this, this different paths. But they're all going to the same place, you know, to this reunification of our, you know, separated self, uh, our, our splintered self, right? And so when you see the, the full picture of who you are, it's, it's like you wouldn't steal from yourself. You wouldn't uh, stab yourself. You wouldn't lie to yourself. You wouldn't hurt yourself. We treat others how we treat them because this is how we treat ourselves. 
We lie to others because we lie to ourselves. We steal from others because we don't allow ourselves to be fulfilled and abundant and successful. All of the things we do to others are the splintered parts of ourselves that we haven't unified. When you see the full picture about yourself, the beauty that you are, then this is how you treat the world. So at this level of consciousness, virtue becomes the intent of the universe expressed through a human being. At the root of all acts performed by such a being exists the pure force of virtue, which has a remarkable effect of repairing the world, right? Like the tikkun olam, tikkun olam, right? From the from the Zohar. The seventh city allows a human being to see the certainty of the perfected future of mankind and to actually live within it. Such people, and this is why I was talking about this, this uh, sages throughout history that just reached this state. This, uh, they're they're just just like you know, um, Babaji or Lao Tzu, you know, some Francis of Assisi, you know, all of these, and then there's there's you know Saint Teresa of Avila. There are there are so many I don't even know from Asia they have their own in Africa I don't even know what Africa they all have their own too in Africa and 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 on in Europe and, and Latin America we have many 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 people that have reached this right so such people are living ahead of their time and because time has ceased for them because they have remembered the future Deep within their being and what we're talking about. I know that was a whole, like, you know, I remember we're just talking about stuff that you can't really talk about here. So we're just doing this, you know, somersaults of words here <laughs> to try to explain stuff you can't talk about. So when you have reached a place of union with God, even though it's not the complete, they're not inside the room, right? They're the door. They've become one with the door, with the city. Right, these people, these sages, right, these masters, this, 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 uh, you know, priests, this, this enlightened people, right, not fully like completely embodied, but all on their way there. Um, there is no longer a, a distance between their this their desire and the manifestation. They have seen God. Now they're seeing God in everything. There's no time there. There's still a little bit of time to get inside the room because there's a little left, right? But they're at the door, so there is no time because time is always the space between where, where you are and where you want to be. If you, were, if you didn't want to go anywhere, you wouldn't be thinking about time. And that happens all the time when we're really, uh, you know, deep down connected to whatever we're doing. Time, we're not thinking about time. We're, we're having an experience and we're having a blast. It's awesome, right? The experience happens. Uh, um, um, the, the time begins to come in when you are not where, where you want to be. So these people are already in the future of our species because that's where we're going. Time isn't a thing that we're going to be there in 500 years or whatever. It's a state of consciousness. When I talk about this manifesting in the world in the next 50 to 200 years, I'm making calculations based on, you know, the speed of people. 
in, in, as a collective. But this isn't this isn't really the way it is. It's consciousness. Time is consciousness. Time is it's a, it's a, it's a fabrication of consciousness. Uh, a, a separation of things, right? When there is no separation, there's no time. So this city and its programming partner, the 13th city of empathy, look at that, virtue and empathy. It, uh, they, they, it's, they're best understood by the ancient symbol of the Ouroboros, right? The serpent eat, eating its own tail. Where, whereas the seventh city pulls us into the future, virtue pulls us into the future, the 13th city pushes from the past, these two great divine gifts flower simultaneously in a human being and they concern the collective destiny of mankind. With the 13th city representing the seed at the beginning of time, the origin, and the seventh representing the flowering at the end of time. These two cities, um, the people that have these two cities, uh, um, um, where these where these cities are flowering, there they are the energetic guides for the entire human race, and this is this is it's obvious. All we have to look is uh, when these people flower throughout history, everyone listens because they know something and they're putting it into words. But it's at that point it's a whole other level because they're talking about uh, uh, vibration. And so whatever they say doesn't matter, carries the knowledge of what they're talking about. And this is how they guide. This is why these people, when they wrote books and then they did whatever they did, we have, uh, we have their, um, their guidance. Uh, and, and, and we're going to have more of that because it's, it's, it's happening now even more. It's, it's accelerating, right? So it's, it makes me think, I just had a revelation right now. That when you realize a city, you realize the programming partner simultaneously. Because we're talking about these engines, right? This, these loops that, uh, you know, when you're in the shadow, you're stuck and, and you go from one to the next one. And then when you go to the, the gift, it becomes an engine of manifestation. And now at the city, you got these two programming partners. And at that point, I guess, you know, it's it's more like... It's more like 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 when you're pulling like you have the sink and and you have water on it and you have a thing that's stopping it from going then you pull the plug and then the water starts to go through it's like like all of reality all of matter it's going into god kind of that's kind of what i'm seeing with this with these two uh, um, programming partners at the civic level so as a vital link in the genetic chain known as the ring of union this seventh city finds a chemical link with the fourth, the 29th, and the 59th jinkies. This is the ring of union. All of these jinkies, the purpose of these jinkies is to create this union among humanity, right? So together, this chemical family contains the collective codes for purifying human relationships across our planet. The combined dynam dynamic of virtue with forgiveness, devotion, and transparency. These are all the cities of all these four uh, jinkies. Virtue, forgiveness, devotion, and transparency. All of this sets the stage for a completely new phenomenon to be seated in humanity, a whole new reality. And this is, is going to call 
uh, be called collective leadership. This is what we're talking about when I'm talking about the jam, when you're playing music. Now we're talking about billions of people making jamming together, making music together, because we are frequency. We're literally a tone. So we are, as we become um, uh, resonant instead of dissonant, this is a completely different thing. I mean, it's just like it blows my mind when I contemplate this. It's going to, we're going to make music at a whole other level. It's already happening. It starts with, you know, two people falling in love and then a family and then a business and then a collective and friends hanging out, you know. And, and then this thing starts connecting and we're flowing with each other and making these connections. It, it's a whole other level. It, it becomes beautiful, uh, you know. We'll, we'll see how it unfolds. All we can do is just look at it now, up contemplating it, right? So collective leadership is the stage beyond individual leadership in which leadership becomes an empathically shared energetic field between individuals, thus bringing an end to hierarchy. This is how the whole thing ends. Because of empathy and virtue. The 7th and the 13th Jinky coming together, these programming partners. You have the virtue to serve the world, to, to love the world, to be the world. And you have the empathy, right? Because now you, you understand the pain of, of others. It's not about, yeah, well, I'm going to get your money and fuck you, you know? It's like that's the consciousness of the hierarchy, right? You're a dog. You're For me, you're my dog. You know, it's like, that's the hierarchy. You know, I will step on you. And if I need to, it's, I'll kill you. That's it. Because I'm more important than you. This is because there's not the understanding that they are you. We all are each other, literally. So the seventh city waits for a specific moment in time to awaken in the collective. In the book of Revelation, the seventh city is represented by the opening of the seventh seal which precedes the return of Christ consciousness. In the original Chinese hexagram, it is called the army, which refers to a collective group of beings. In the book of Revelation, they are known as the 144,000. And uh, you can read more about this in the 44th city when we get to that. Or you can just get the book and read it from, from Richard Rudd, right? This group of beings represent the genetic equipment through which higher consciousness will first touch down at the collective level on our planet. And this is already happening because remember, we incarnate simultaneously throughout many lifetimes. All lifetimes are simultaneously. So it's not like we were there in the past lives and then we're here and then we're going to go to the future lives. As we land here, 144,000 um, genetic uh, it's because at that point, you before you come here, you get the the genes as light, right? It's a, it's an, they're on, on your other bodies, so they land on this reality, on this body, simultaneously through all incarnations, past, present, and future. So this is the frequency what uh, Dolores Cannon uh, calls uh, the volunteers, right? That raises the frequency. Right, These beings are a collective fractal of leaders from the entire multiverse in which the cities will spontaneously flower over a cycle of many generations. And this is where this is the lifetime where it happens. 
This lifetime we're going to live, I don't know, we're going to live for 500 years or something like that. It's, it's going to accelerate. And uh, so so this, uh, the people, this 144,000, um, um, they're, they're called a fractal of leaders, right? They will spontaneously flower. And they, and they are to be found at, at all levels of society. The core essence of each of these beings or leaders is virtue, the seventh city. And the language that unite them is empathy, the 13th city. So you know people that are virtue, that have empathy, and you've met one of them. And you're probably one of them too. So the seventh city concerns the future, and the future is about it's about our children. The seventh city will manifest through parents and teachers. Children who grow up among virtuous people need no other kind of education or guidance because they're already connected with what is the deep respect for life and for growth and for self-love, right? So children who grow up in the electromagnetic field of true virtue will take that energy into whatever sphere of life they move through, and in doing so, they will transform the future of our planet. So it takes several generations for this to take off, but we're already, the engine is already moving. The 144,000 are already here. And and uh, I think it's more than just people. I think it's... Uh, um, it's it's kind of like a, a mathematical formula out of uh, uh, um, transforming, transmuting these jinkies, these this archetypes of reality, and it's happening. Uh, and yes, it's people, but it's also uh, a spirit moving as a cloud through uh, genetic pools of people. This is just I'm just you know I'm, I'm this are theories. Those are my theories, right? So we've reached the end of the episode today. What amazing journey awaits us, right? This is this is what happens when virtue manifests in the world. And tomorrow we're going to start diving into Jinky number eight. What an av- adventure we're going here. We're done with uh, Jinky number seven. And uh, remember, podcast is every day, Monday through Sunday. Follow us on Telegram, on Truth Social. The links are on the news tab of Jorn.tv. They should also be underneath whatever app you're listening to this podcast. You can uh, also, if you need help with this stuff, click the support button on the Jorn.tv website. And we can help you with that too. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. I'm your host, Epifanio, and this is Planet Homemaking Podcast. And I wish you a wonderful rest of your day or evening. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.